This broadcast comes from our live stream at twitch.tv slash The Civ Show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Civ Show Podcast, where we suck so you, yes, you, don't have to. I'm your host, Moisas. Raising Zozo. And Astagmas here. Are you like doing the me, the animated me? You don't suck, and you don't have to suck, and you don't have to suck. Who's got two thumbs and sucks? This guy. <laughs> hey, don't point to me. You're supposed to point to yourself, man. How how could you do that to me? Uh, no, 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 no more. You, you missed it. I was pointing at the audience. Oh. It's so it's it's ironic. It's funny. Okay. It's no? it's funny. No. It's no. It's funny. Nystagmus, can we get a third-party opinion here? Is that funny? Mr. Academic? Uh, I have a pretty high standard for funny. Did you just say so. you're high? I thought you were a doctor, man. <laughs> oh, my God. This this doctor is high. No. I, it's okay. I think doctors should be allowed to be high. He's not. He, on the record, he's, he's not, not. He's not high. On the record. He's not high. So let's talk about these uh, patch notes, shall we? Man, there's it's a doozy. We got a lot to unpack in this patch notes. I love patch day, guys. I love. Patch is it patch day? day? It's patch day. It is. Don't patch you just day. love patch day? I love patch day. It is. It's like it's like we get like a bunch of little Christmases kind of sprinkled. It's like throughout Christmas the year, in January. You know? <laughs> AKA yeah. Orthodox Christmas. Yeah, like 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 Polish <laughs> yeah. Christmas. Just like, yeah, like Serbian Christmas. Yeah, man. You know, in late January. This one's a doozy though. Yeah, let's get this let's, was... let's get right into it. Let's get into it. Let's you oh, start man. it off, bud. Start it off. Let's go. You want you want me to start it yeah, off? Yeah, man. I, you start I, actually, it off. I got to play today. I played today. So start let's start with uh Kubla Khan for you. I'll just skip down a little bit. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you, uh, you have the best perspective. Yeah. I well I have a perspective. I think we could all agree that that my perspective is not generally the best perspective, but it is a perspective. You're one of the three different perspectives. It's, you know, I have a third of the perspective. Yeah. So yeah, today <laughs> I tried uh, Kublai Khan of China out, and uh, it was a lot of fun. There was some disappointment. Uh, I don't know if it's a glitch or if it's intentional. Uh, but I decided, well, Kublai Khan, so as you guys know, so just like really, really quick, uh, Kublai Khan's special ability is that Greg he gets a bonus, yes, he gets a bonus uh, economic policy slot and receives a random eureka and inspiration when establishing a trade post with another civilization city for the first time. So he gets that instead of Emperor Quinn's ability, which is the workers get to work on ancient wonders. And, and so he's and so they get China, like an extra build charge, right? Yeah. And they get an extra build charge. So right. China under Kublai Khan is all about uh, trade and economic policies. OK. And then otherwise, though, you still got the Crouching Tiger. You still got the Great Wall um, and you still have the Eureka is 50 percent right. bonus. Um, so my initial thing was like, okay, well, I'm going to double down on the trade. I'm going to get Owls of Minerva, right? I'm going to, I'm going to have some crazy trade routes and I'm going to get two bonus economic policy slots. I was really excited. Uh, and then I went, I took it. I found Owls like turn three. So it was like extra like cha-ching. All right. Awesome. I don't have to look too much for the Owls of Minerva. Uh, yeah, guess what? 
uh, I go, I get Code of Laws. They only give you two policy slots or two two economic policies for Code of Laws. Well, I had three. So I filled my two and it would not let me click OK. So I had one military slot filled. I had two economic policy slots filled and an empty policy slot for economic. It would not let me click OK. So I think that is intentional, you, though. There's I, there's no it, way it's it not. might be. It might be, but if it is intentional, you uh, know to not take Owls of Minerva until after you've acquired Code of Laws, because uh, I'm pretty sure if you do that, you know you can just end your turn each turn. Like it's not going to force you to 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 lose. Yeah, the ones so so you to have. be clear, you can still end your turn. It's just you can't set your policy cards at all until you can you fill can't all end of your, them. You can't. Yeah, you can't set your policy. So it, with this right now. It will not let you set your policy cards at all. If you clicked end turn, they weren't set in the first place. It would just end your turn and it's so empty. So instead of getting the three, you get zero. Yeah, none. You get zero. Wow. So instead of having three with one blank, you get zero. It does not let you set them at all. They're all blank. So I had to wait until, and I was playing on standard speed, I had to wait until I got my next civic. So I had to wait like 20 turns with no policy. So really, <laughs> like it was a lot of turns with no policy. And it was very frustrating. I, I hope that that is just like a glitch or that they figure out a way to have it. You're allowed to have an empty. But if that's not the case, be warned. Do not take your your Owls of Minerva. If you're if you're Mongolia, do not take your Owls of Minerva until after you have chosen your first government. I'm pretty sure then with the one open one, that's fine. It'll just have that you have an open slot. No, I don't think so. I, I think like it'll reset all of them. So, so this is how the game is designed. This is so it, it, let's pretend you're not Kublai Khan. If you yeah. leave a policy slot open for whatever reason, you get the first one, right? You only have a military and you have an economic. For whatever reason, you only want to put a military one in. Okay, don't ask why. You just want to. Yeah, yeah. It won't let you. Why? Because hey, yeah, I know you that. haven't said. But that, that's I know the, that. okay. the same logic is happening with the three. Is the fact that it's it doesn't know that you only have two possibilities. It just sees that one's empty. And it's like you can't do so it. I don't that I don't know I don't like if you already have them established so I so I go I, I get code of laws I have my two economic and my one military I take it okay I'm, I've, I've done that and now next turn I meet the owls okay and I say yes I'll take it and I get that bonus slot I don't oh. think it'll drop the ones that are already there okay because they've okay. already been locked in that's what I'm saying that's not confirmed so though. I think you're, you're speculating you, I think the only one that, that you said it is if you have a wild card spot that's left over Maybe. I, um, I think those are not like something you have to put in. No, but, you, but, so, but you, put in, you have to put in will, something. You'll have room. You have to put in something there. For the under the wild card one, I don't think you have to though. You can put anything though. You can put a military. Yeah, you but can put the economic. wild card, you'll have it, right? There's no situation where you won't have it. For for so this is a situation where so I don't know. I think something slipped through the cracks. I think because that's kind of detrimental. That means that Mongolia actually has a disadvantage uh, if you choose Owls of Minerva. So don't. Don't choose them. So if they're doing that, though, that's fine. Just I guess they have to be intentional. Like give a warning, have a little warning thing. By you know, warning, you you will not be able to do you know set your policy slots. Uh, so that was disappointing. That was kind of disappointing to have to see the three. I couldn't enter the two that I had, and having to wait. Overall, um, overall, how did how did Kubicon but, but feel? But overall, uh, Kubicon, uh, I, I the the trade route thing, I. I think it's like the U-boat of Kubla. Like, I think their main thing is they get the economic you policy the U -boat, card. U-boat, man. Let the U-boat go. That's a great go. analogy. 
Germany is so good, it doesn't need a super powerful extra ability, right? So it, so it's a bonus ability. Because, like, if, if you think about it, um, it takes to establish a trade route with another sieve, like, you're probably looking at, on standard speed, like, what, like, 13 turns to, as China, at least. I, I believe with Mongolia, you get it like that. So with China, it's got to be slow-paced, 13 turns later, you'll get a random Eureka for a random tech and a random uh, inspiration, right? So that could be cool because it, since it's random, it could be, you know, computers or one of the ones that's like really hard to get. Uh, or it could be oh, something Oh, it's like completely random or it's like I one of the next ones? I believe it is random. I don't know, Receive man. Receive they... a random Eureka and inspiration when establishing a trading post in another civilization city for the first time. It's random. It could be computers. Really? It could be nanotechnology. It says okay, it's random. Okay, I don't know. It doesn't about say that, within an era. It would. It might. It might be within the era, though. It would say that. It would say within no, the era. The reason it why. The random. reason why I'm arguing that is because even in the video, why was it shown wheel and like uh, the other one that was like both of them were ancient era, Eureka and so inspiration. There's no way that's a coincidence. No, no, it's no, it's random. But there's no It'd way that's a coincidence. So I don't, I'm just saying that's I'm, I'm just reading what it says. I'm just reading what it says. Normally, it would say like a great scientist will say trigger a random for medieval era technology. OK, right. It okay. would usually specify that. Uh, and there are ones that give you random. There are ones that give you random. Right. So either way, I found that underwhelming if there's a lots of civs in game, but you only get it once. Yeah. Right. So, yay. So I don't know. I think Kublai Khan of China, maybe in general, I'm going to give it a little more time. I also had a barbarian issue. That aside, okay, so Kublai Khan aside, interesting. I love the economic. I think that's the main delicious treat for for that is the economic. I think who cares about the other thing? The economic is a, is good enough. Yeah. Having a bonus economic slot. That's a big deal because that means for even with secret society, any other secret society, you're getting that bonus one. Maybe owls, you don't need to bother with that. It's still good with with the other guys. Corporations, on the other hand, oh, I, I had to stop. Like, I loved okay, how well, amazing. Can we, can we put a pause on that one for now? We'll get you there. You don't want me to talk yeah, about we'll, my we'll get there. I want to go, I want to go to, okay. I want to go to uh, Nystagmus. I want to hear, I want to hear uh, him talk about Vietnam. Uh, so I, I still stand by what I thought before. I thought they're a totally culture civilization. I know I, we were kind of like at all with how powerful their units are. And how fast they can move, right? They're basically like speed demons, essentially. But they stay within their own territory. Yeah. Right? And so well, I still think they're pretty okay. turtley um, in the sense that they're going to be heavily defensively minded. I do think that... Um, I don't think they're as unbalanced as we all thought they were, though. I don't think anyone found them unbalanced. I don't know if anyone argued that. They we just excited about it. Phrases. We were kind of saying, like, come on, not, come on, guys. Last last podcast, we were saying, like, they're, like, overpowered and this is insane. Uh, Everything about them is insane. It's good because it's unique. It's cool. But I wouldn't I wouldn't go overpowered. And I've never played them yet. Even when my first look video, I, I said, it's just not my game style. I don't think they'll, I think they'll be good. I just don't, I'm the, they're not at, like, Grand Columbia level when they first released. I don't think they're there. So I, I do think that their special unit, the Voi Chen, is very powerful as a defensive unit, right? And it does replace the crossbow, which makes sense, right? A crossbowman is can be an offensive unit, but it's most effective defending your cities, right? And this is just a super fast crossbowman that is stronger. They can move after it attacks. Yeah. yeah and it has greater sight. So I'm assuming that it'll have abilities to like shoot over hills and stuff. No. 
because that's affected by range by attack range so no but no but if uh even at the range if you don't have sight over the hill you can't shoot past it even if you have sight over the hill you can't shoot past it you never had a guy yeah, like a melee my, guy beside if my over. scouts over here and i can see you i can't shoot over the hill yeah right if i like even if they're within vision that'd be cool though if you could shoot over the hill I think I could have sworn there's a, ability, a way to do that. No, you have to have like three range maybe, and then you can shoot two or over a hill. Be on a hill. I think if you're on a hill, if you're on a hill, it's another shoot. way. Yeah, if you're on a hill, if they're elephants, right? Because like they're higher up. <laughs> you're thinking realistically, you know? Yeah, yeah. the elephants are tall, but this they're, is this is they're, just, they're higher than hills. They are. They're big. Yeah, and I agree with <laughs> with, uh, uh, with chat that I think that the the level of city plant. Like I don't think I would be able to take Vietnam and like play very good at them. The number, the amount of city planning you have to do to take advantage of them is is it's pretty labor intensive. For anyone who doesn't know, so the, all their land specialty districts have to be built on rainforest, marsh, or woods, right? So they have yeah. a little bit of a limitation where they can put their their specialty districts. They get plus one culture in woods, plus one science in rainforest, and plus one production in marshes. And then woods can be planted once you get to the medieval fairy civic. So you can maybe fix one of those problems later on in the game by creating the thing that you need to build the districts on. But early game, you're a little bit more hampered by terrain and where you can build your specialty districts, right? So there is gonna be, like you can't just like really nearly put down districts because you're gonna have more limitations on where you can put them. You have to think about it more. You know, you should think about it anyway. Like I'm not, and I am not endorsing the go by your gut rule on putting on your districts. Um, although I do do that a lot. I, I, sometimes I just like look at the adjacency bonus and just slap ah! down a district. <laughs> I don't look very much far, farther past the bow of my own ship when it comes to that. But um, for Vietnam requires a lot of planning to kind of make sure that you have to make sure that you don't eat up all the districts where they can be so that they can place adjacencies upon each other, right? So like, where you're placing your, your theater squares and, and, and your uh, production zones uh, spe specifically are very kind of like key. Th this is why I thought this is a PB civ because this guy is a master city planner. He can figure it out, man. He'll, he'll figure it out. Now, the specialty district that they have, like their unique district, I think is really powerful though, right? So again, totally like, and the way I think about it is the district is what? It's something that replaces the encampment. What does it give you? More culture. What else gives you culture? They get plus one culture for woods, which is way more common than the marshes and rainforest in a lot of the cases, right? So you're going to have a lot more opportunities to just by the way the terrain of the game operates to get more culture. And so the cabinet gives you uh, the plus two culture, and then you get tourism for it after flights researched as well. So if you build those all over, you just spam them, right? They give you a defensive bonus. They don't require population, so you can build them like at any point you want and they're cheap so you can just spam them all over the place get free culture free tourism right once you get to flight and they give you a defensive bonus so that that's where i get my whole turtle culture sieve the, the thing is crazy it's two districts in one but then also like it's 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 a theater square if you think about it like, yes, it you is, can't yeah. store it. It's you, a plus two theater square, basically. Right, right. <laughs> but then you can also make it huge. Every district is plus two. So you can make this thing huge, right? Yeah. It gives you culture. It gives you tourism. It's exactly the same, essentially exactly the same as a theater square. And then it's also a defensive bonus, and it doesn't cost a specialty slot. In That is insane, right? You can either double down on culture, or you can just build no culture and go straight domination and still now, get culture. Because there's no population limit on it and you can spam these things, and also you get plus one culture for woods, right? So just say you stuck 
don't know. So say you had a bunch of woods and you stuck one of these down in the middle. So it was adjacent to woods all around it. So you can stick it there and you can get a possible plus six culture. So you get plus eight culture for one of these districts. Because they're plus hexes, 12, right? Yeah, plus 12. Plus two each each district beside. No, but you get plus one culture for the woods. Oh, no, the encampment won't get that. No, it won't. No, because it's not considered a specialty district. Oh, really? Yeah. So the encampment doesn't get the culture from like putting it on a feature. And you can all, this is the district you don't have to put on a feature. Oh, okay. you can just put it anywhere you want. Yeah. Okay. I, it's loophole. That I was thinking that was that was my that was my plan at one point. If I was ever going to play that. <laughs> Because I would see them as a way of spamming those and then run through the civics tree a lot faster than everyone else, right? And then you can turn it almost into like a domination sieve because one thing that can be very powerful is if you're like a government ahead of people, right? So it's yeah. not just science that you're ahead of people. If you're a government ahead of people, then you can really like tack up um, um, those uh, policy cards. Yeah. It's still a lot of culture. You're still like because every city gets one. It doesn't count against your your maximums. It's cheap, uh, so it's still quite a bit of culture. So you could still be a government ahead, and, and possibly. That's right. It's not adjacency. It's actually only if you build it on the feature. Yes. Right. It's just a yeah. bonus. It's just a flat out. Bonus. I like though. I really like the uh, the marsh one with Lady of the Reeds. If you have the marsh one. Yeah, but then you're putting it on top of marsh, and that then you're getting rid yeah, of. Yeah, but you still reeds. get it, don't you? You still get the plus one production. No, I think you would. No, because you're getting rid of the whole tile. That's like saying, like, if you put a no, they build in it though. You don't get rid of them. These don't, don't get rid of them. You don't they, get rid of them in respect to like the the forest still gives adjacent appeal. That's what it means when it says it doesn't get rid of the forest. So the adjacent tiles still get the appeal from the forest, but you don't get the yields from that tile. It's it's the exact same thing if you were to build any district on top of a tile. It doesn't no, matter if you're not hmm. if you're not breaking anything. That tile becomes right. no longer workable. So that's garbage. garbage <laughs> <laughs> you, what do you mean it's garbage? This thing is incredible. <laughs> no, it's I I like it. I, like I'm not a super culture buff, but the ultimate turtleiness is, and this is also relies on certain things you have to get right. So the leader ability, you get plus five combat strength on rainforest, marsh, and wood tiles. And so if you get things like a religion, where you get defender of the faith, where you can like stack these defensive bonuses on top of each other. It could be very like moyish in the last game, hey. um, where what? I'm just, it was true though. Like, <laughs> I saw like your archers were like killing things that were <laughs> that they shouldn't be able to kill. The, the <laughs> were taking out units that were like a full like age ahead of them. <laughs> what are you? Are you talking about the the, the, Ma got, the Maori yeah. The yeah, Maori game. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, those were That's good. What I meant, yeah. <laughs> um, so if you stack them like that, then they can become very turtley again. Like anyone who attacks you is like you know kind of in trouble right or at the very least wouldn't be very successful and it also allows you to to move production away so anything that gives you a huge defensive bonus where you don't have to spend as much production on units allows you to spend production on other things what what i like about this is i'm just envisioning like especially for a player like peppermint butler who loves the city planning highways of forests going connecting your empire where basically like an elephant if you've got a movement of four that gets double or the plus bonus gets double so it's a movement of six then if you have logistics it's a movement of seven and if you have a general it's a movement of eight that you could like you just go all over the place and because oh you've gosh. got this the highway of forests that you've planted 
Uh, I just, I see that. I think that's really cool. I love also that Desert is not their friend. No. They can't do nothing to Desert. They can't. They don't want Desert. I'm surprised the elephants there. don't break these highways. There must be some pretty good roads. They are one with the highways. It's like Avatar sort of deal. But I like that they've captured Vietnam's like, 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 yeah, this is this is a state that was able to like they basically won that war because they didn't lose. Right. Like against the good, most powerful it's a good military way to think of it. Yeah. In the world. Right. And it's they. Well, yeah, we. Yeah. It's jungles everywhere. We know how to use them. Yeah. Oh, you don't. Oh, yeah. You're not going to make. It. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> no, that's a, good, that's a really good point. Um, I think what uh vietnam's strong suit is is they're they could be good there's a couple of things they could be good at every point in the game one because they can build an encampment early they're good defensively and it's generating them culture then you can build a theater square beside it so once you put a theater square beside it you're doubling down on culture there's no other civilization that has double the culture generation like vietnam potentially has because you can put a theater square beside it you put a wonder beside beside the theater square and you just surround all of the as much as you can like three theater squares around this one encampment district there's so much culture coming out of there and this is what this is another reason why pb would be good at it because pb really loves culture he's just gonna he's gonna stack it and stack it and stack it and it's gonna be it's gonna be pericles like pericles can get really good culture early game i think vietnam can very easily outpace pericles in a culture game if they get to at least, let's say, the industrial or the renaissance era. That's my opinion on Vietnam. Strongest culture save in the game. Boom. Mike. What I like, Mike drop. I, I like the, yeah, the potential for different victory conditions, even like domination. Like the funny thing about them is their enemies are either in a position where their enemies are in a massive disadvantage or have a have a big advantage. And what I mean by that is like, so against the Mali or like Egypt, yeah, you don't have to worry too much about them attacking you, okay? Because you don't, you, you, and you, and many, like, or any civ that likes to chop down trees, okay? But if you're going against Brazil, if you're going against Congo, if you're going against the Mal, um, the, um, uh, coupe. There you go. Uh, these civilizations are at a nat like a disadvantage fighting a civ like this, where very easily I think Vietnam can overtake them because they're keeping their forests. So not only am I coming in and I got that plus five bonus when I take over your city, now I'm keeping it because all of my stuff is I, it's, I'm even more mobile than I was before. So as a natural defense against an aggressive Vietnam, you would, yeah, you would chop down your trees. But if your civ doesn't like chopping stuff down, like the ones I just mentioned, Brazil doesn't want to chop down rainforest. Yeah. It wants all the rainforest it can get. Yeah. It's not, it's not chopping down no rainforest. Congo's not chopping down rainforest. Uh, so against these, Vietnam has this huge advantage. Uh, but yeah, against some of the other ones, like, like I said, like, uh, any any of the desert civilizations yeah you're 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 good to uh you'd not worry about vietnam invading so i like that a defensive civ that can actually like do some slaughtering uh if it wanted to is cool i think the only pitfall they fall into when it comes to an offensive war is when they start capturing cities though right like you said like the desert cities and stuff you capture a city and then all of a sudden there's no woods there's no marsh and there's no rainforest yeah can you build special? That's like, just, ra that's, just raise you pick that and choose. That you raise it, yeah. You pick and choose. So you like you would probably determine conquest based on the number of forests, uh, marshes, and stuff like that that are in the area. So that's why I mean, like, 
Brazil, Congo, um, the Maori, these are all sieves that Vietnam will very much enjoy and coming in and decimating. Place the forest, but can you can you put forests on desert tiles? Like, no, you you can't. No, but you can no. inherit their their districts too. So if Egypt built like a bunch sure. of districts already, and you just kill them and take the city, you inherit all those districts. You don't have to build them; you just yeah. get them. But you can't add new ones. Yes, though, you can't add new ones. Right? Yeah. So they have a. It's almost like they have a. They, for those situations with Egypt and Mali, you want to hope. Let's have peace. They're like not likely to attack you because they have too many advantages. But you are de-incentivized to attack them as well. So I like that. Like that's pretty circumstantial, but like uh, I think that's cool. So why don't we uh, very quickly take a break, and then when we come back, we can talk about corporations and the rest of the patch notes. Cool. Uh, yeah, and and Kublai Khan of the Mongolia. Do we want to mention that? Oh, I. I, I, I I thought I, you, I gave you the whole opportunity for Kublai You kind of did. You covered it. You covered Kublai I didn't mention it. I, I mentioned Kublai sufficiently. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. Hey, Moy here. Just coming at you with a little update regarding the Civ show. We have a feedback survey out and we'd really appreciate it if you took the time about 10 minutes, five to 10 minutes out of your day to fill out this feedback form. It contains questions to help us improve content for you to enjoy. Like I said, it doesn't take a long time, just five to 10 minutes out of your day and you're just gonna see better content from yours truly, The Civ Show. So, you know, it could really help us out. You can find the link in our show notes if you're listening on Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find it in our Discord in the announcements section. Anyway, that's all you needed from me. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Civ Show podcast where we suck so you don't have to. There's a lot more in this patch that we have still yet to talk about. Zoe, take us through your experience with corporations oh, and I, monopolies i think i think that it was my favorite part of this patch honestly i haven't tried vietnam yet uh you know new civs are great but a, a well-made balanced so far uh game mode i love that like this is the this is the next secret societies i think this is um secret societies become a staple in civ this is going to be the next secret societies where the other game modes are fun objectively subjectively whatever subjectively are subjectively <laughs> fun uh this is objectively fun there you go so basically and and i was amazed how early you get it i was like okay that's good you get it nice and early so when you get currency you can found an industry okay okay so in order to, have, to found an industry you need to have two luxury resources so if you own two and mind so you have to or whatever um so like two citruses two diamonds two whales two citrus two, two okay. diamonds yeah. minimum okay right. minimum um and so you go you mine them and then your builder just like with how when you build a district you can build up with buildings so you can stack it so you build your mine and then you stack on top of it and you build your uh, the industry on top of it. Oh. So when you do that, whatever the bonus is, it, it goes up. I think it might even just a flat out double. So I had mercury, for instance. So the mercury, like when you mined it, uh, it was like, 
I think like one food, um, two production, two, two gold, I think two production and no two production and one science. So after I had the industry, it went to uh, three food, three production, two gold oh, and a science. OK, right. Yeah. So citrus as well, like citrus went up to five food uh, and I think culture or gold or whatever. So it basically gives you a nice chunk for for the city that builds it. And then on top of that, the city that founds it uh, gets some sort of cool bonus. So when I did Mercury, the founding city gets a got a 15% bonus to science for having that I founded the the Mercury industry. Yeah, that's that's crazy, man. 15% that's science. That's 15% science. That's huge. Yeah. Uh, the the citrus one I did was 30% production production reduction for military units, right? Mm. So Basically, now you have if you you get these the industry effects, that's what they're going to give you a nice chunk of added bonus for the work working the tile. Uh, I think the baseline is something like doubles or something like that. Uh, and then on top of that, every single one provides some kind of bonus. They're pretty varied, like cocoa is plus 20 percent city growth, plus three housing. That's big. That's a really big bonus. Mm-hmm. Coffee is a, a flat out plus 20% culture yield to the city, right? Now, it's just the one city that does it. So you do have to be strategic about making that decision of, of where it goes. Um, and I did discover that, like, once I did it there, I couldn't do it elsewhere. Ooh, so even if I went and got more. That's where you're wrong in a way. Uh, I Maybe I didn't have enough. Maybe we'll, I didn't have maybe enough. Maybe we'll get there. We'll, we'll get there, I think. Okay. Because I already know of a way how you can do it, but maybe you didn't know. Okay, how do I do it, Moy? So uh, you said you had some experience with the products. How did how did you make a product? So you use a worker, a builder. You mine it, and then afterwards you do you do, basically you do a, an industry. So it's like a, it's a it's an improvement option. Yeah. So yeah. you go over it and you improve it. Now, mind you, when I tried it, it was with I had citrus in two different areas, and it only let me cultivate the citrus in one for the industry. I had both yeah. citruses. But I did have another area that had uh, mercury, so maybe I could have done that and I just didn't notice. Maybe there was a way to cultivate it, unless it was I had to sell it. So it might have been that it, as a trade option. I didn't look at that. What's the way, Moy? So, so you, killing. you have these industries, but you also have corporations. So you need to build a corporation. In order to do that, okay. you need to have a great merchant. Okay. 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 So once you have a great merchant, you go on to an industry, then you can make it a corporation. So it gives it additional yields and it also gives you the ability to do a city project that you make a product. So this product is the exact same bonus that you get from whatever you made it from. So if you if you have a city with coffee and you make a product of coffee, you can move this product to a different city to give it the same bonus. So in order for you to store this product, you need to build a stock exchange from a commercial hub or you need to build a seaport from a harbor. So that's if another city has a stock exchange, you can say, okay, I'm going to put this product in the stock exchange. Now both cities have a 20% culture yield. I didn't get that far. Uh, So it's like, that's right. So it's like artwork. Yes. Right. It's like finding a frame from a tribal village that you just couldn't get rid of and it came back each time. Okay. 
Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't get that far uh, where I had uh, stock exchanges. But yeah, okay, that makes sense. So uh, I want to hear like this. So you are you are you excited about this, man? Finally, your 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 dream right. coming true, right? Yeah, <laughs> you were right. Yeah, I really wanted them to do something like this. You know, get the corporations or some sort of economic thing involved. Now, perfectly though, I'd like there to be an economic win condition, like maybe yes, having yes. Um, having a corporation or monopoly on the majority of the luxury resources in the map or something like that. I don't know, like something along those lines, but I think that would be the next logical step, but I think this is pretty good. It allows people to like, you know, cause really when you get these luxury resources, all you do is do it to get amenities and you get it maybe for some of the yields on the, on the thing, right? The you're talking about like not when you're playing corporations, right? Yeah. Not when you're playing corporations. I mean, okay. Right? right. So I think this is like, what they're doing with these new game modes is maximizing the space on the map that they already have, right? It's not like they're making any major changes to the map itself or how you interact with the luxury resources, but what you can get out of them in the game mode. Meaning we want pe- we want to cause more conflict. We're, well, people are never really going to fight over diamonds, right? In in the game, there's no point, right, to do that. But there is a point now. Someone might you know have that third luxury resource that you need to make that corporation. And so there's a huge incentive there to go ahead and take that city that has that that uh, luxury resource so you can get that third one so you can build that corporation. You may even have great merchants waiting around just so you can do that and then build the corporation before you um, expend them, right, uh, to do that. And then you may have like the perfect city where you can, like a plus 20% boost in something would be pretty big, a big chunk, yeah. right? Yeah. And so like, even when you use things like, you know, for example, let's see diamonds, you know, 25% gold in the city. Mali dude is going to have a good time with diamonds. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I can see, I can see people like when they want to do a specific thing now with these boosts here, trying to get specific types of luxury resources, right? So, yeah. you know, for example, if you want, I don't know why tobacco does this, but 30% production discount on military units. <laughs> I don't that, know, it's, man. It's, 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 it's I don't know, generals smoke cigars, I guess. I uh, yeah, it's true. Keep your people happy or attracting more people. Right. And so other ones are other ones are kind of tropey, like wine, culture. Yes, because, you know, culture people drink wine. Why? Mm. Yes, yes, yes. culture people drink wine. Yes. Mm, good. Oh, so good. The Pinot Noir, so good. <laughs> Fine wine. <laughs> and so I, I think people can, you know, it could be something where it's a sticking point where also... I don't know if, it, if anyone read into the patch notes, and I haven't played the game yet about it. Does trading the luxury resource affect your ability to do this? No. To, to make a... That was no. confirmed by Carl. Yeah, no. Yeah, okay, it okay. doesn't. I traded my Mercury, and, and it still worked. Okay, and like, did you make sure? Because that would be a huge hamper on, like, on it, because then you would want... It loses trading um, abilities, too, right? Especially with the yeah. AI. Yeah, so. exactly. But yeah, you can trade them away still. But now okay. you're yeah, there's yeah, you gotta you gotta beeline a corporation. Like it doubles the effects of all of these. So thirty becomes sixty. Like when you with with certain with with certain secret societies like the Void Singers or like certain, you know, or uh civs like Scotland, where like they already get these intrinsic boat like these are gonna be huge. These are going to go up to like 120% bonuses when you add everything up with all the different stuff. Or it can make up for things, meaning you may not be a very strong scientist, but you were lucky enough to be near T. Yeah, that's true. I was thinking that yeah. too for the Mali. I was like, oh, so so this will help me make this can help the Mali make up for their production minus 
to buildings or to military, they get yeah. a 30%. So this would countermeasure that. So that would be we'd be building at a normal rate. Man, 30% production discount to buildings is nuts. That's crazy. Uh, I agree in, in chat. Maui did become an A tier as a hero now if you play with this mode on. Yeah, the ability to spam luxury resources is going to be really Oh, important. right, right, right. Ma- I was thinking um, Maori, like the civilization. Maori, I'm like, yeah. why? I'm like, I don't understand. Ma- Maui the hero. Maui Got the it. hero. Got yes. it. Yeah. Yeah, he's amazing now, right? My goodness. But sometimes he spawns a bonus resource. So it's like, oh, it's still RNG, but it's still good. But if you have enough faith, you just keep on spamming them until, until you get the stuff that you want. I don't know if you know this about Maui. You can't put resources in your own territory. You have to put it in neutral territory. So you have to, you have to plan, okay, I'm going to put a city here eventually. Spam it with resources and then put a city there. So you can't just keep recruiting them and keep like putting down resources. And then corporations with like you would not want to do this with heroes because there's that one hero um, and Nutua or whatever. She destroys a Nazi, a Nazi, a Nazi, a Nazi. She destroys resources. So you go in. Oh, it's this. Oh, you got a corporation on some coffee. No, you don't. Yeah. So that would be <laughs> so pretty mean, devastating. <laughs> Eliminating that's like those. Hercules and Wonders all Her- over again. Hey, that's fixed. Okay, Peppermint Butler's little Zoe punch. They fixed that in this. You can't do that. Hercules punches a building anymore. Yeah, but that live that'll live on forever. That clip will live yes. on forever in a memory <laughs> of the Civ show. That was a good clip, man. It was. <laughs> so corporations. Awesome. Looking forward to corporations. Yeah, let's move. Uh, I actually, let's move on. I got the luxury of building the new districts as well. Underwhelming for me, but that's really? just because I... Well, it's not, not that the buildings are underwhelming. It's that I was expecting the culture bomb to go beyond my borders so that I could do something. And I guess it's limited to like... Oh, you don't you know, know how culture bombs work. Do I you? just don't know how culture bombs work. You, you can't have it three cities away from... More than three yeah. tiles away so from... So that was city. on me. Yeah. But okay. beyond that... This building's amazing. There's certain civs that are going to love this. We were just I was just talking with Moy about Teddy. The uh, Inca. The Inca is the gonna Inca be are nuts. Gonna love Dude, this. All of their mountain tiles are gonna be wild. They're gonna be so good. Oh Anyone who gosh, increases appeal. Yeah. Or like this makes Eiffel Tower even better. So, anyways, this new district, the the preserve, you get it very early. Mysticism. Okay, so, so this is early. very, very early. So that means this matters. You're getting, like, normally the nature reserve or whatever, you're, that's late game. This is very early game. So it gives you three housing based on, up to three housing based on appeal. Okay, so if it's, like, really appealing, it's going to be three housing. That's yeah. a big, awesome thing that's, in itself. That's big. For one yeah. building, that's a big deal. Gives you a culture bomb to uh, neutral tiles, Okay. Uh, and then it also increases their appeal by one. Okay, interesting. But that actually sets the stage for the next little thing it gets. So the Grove, which also comes with mysticism, uh, they're both together. You get plus one food and plus one faith to adjacent, unimproved, charming tiles, which with that little plus one, I believe charming is three, right? Yep. A, a charming rating is three. Uh, appeal of three is charming. Appeal yes. of three is charming. Okay, yes. very achievable. So that means with state with with like civs like the Americans, uh, the the Teddy uh, already he gets a plus one. So that means with this, unless it's a swamp, it's or, or a marsh, it's going to be a three. It's going to be charming. This increases to a plus two, food, faith, and culture, for if it's breathtaking. 
oh. a little harder to achieve. But again, there are some sibs that are it's very easy for breathtaking, or they already get cool stuff. It's not for the sibs. It may, it's the spawn radius. So the the map sure. is what determines the appeal. Like for example, if it's beside a mountain, that's plus two appeal to the tile. If it's beside mm -hmm. a jungle, that's minus one appeal. If it's beside a tree, right, that's right. plus one appeal. Unless, so unless that's how it's calculated. Uh, I think Brazil, it counts as a, a plus one appeal. Yes, the rainforest minus, gives you plus right? one appeal. So Brazil yeah. is going to love the preserve. Brazil and then finally, so finally, I'm looking forward to just seeing like what sort of crazy combos you can do without developing anything. The sanctuary. So the mm -hmm. final building is the sanctuary. Plus one science, plus one gold to adjacent charming tiles. And this increases to plus two science plus two gold and plus two production for unadjacent unimproved breathtaking tiles now i also note here it says tiles it doesn't say so this if i built this near the ocean does that mean that the ocean could get so the oceans don't have appeal they none of them have appeal no that's okay where but being near has. but being near the coast gets a, an appeal bonus yeah, right being near the coast like the yeah. coast like tile the tile that's the difference between land and water that gets appeal for being next to <sighs> the coast with, with the sir with with what's her name freya or whatever uh who gives you gold for un, like these, these are gonna, oh yeah these yeah. are gonna add up the unimproved tiles the stuff you can do with them so wow. do you okay do you understand why inca is really good with this though or no Tell tell everybody. I, I know. Okay. I want to see if you know. Yeah, you know. Okay, of course, of course you know. Bias. They're spawn bias. So, yes, but also Inca's the only civilization that can work a mountain tile. Okay? The mountain gives you plus two food as Inca. So they can work a mountain tile. Wow. This, so mountain tiles wow. also immediately, always, 100% of the time, have breathtaking appeal. The actual tile itself has breathtaking appeal. If you put a preserve down a bunch of campuses, or not campuses, I'm sorry. If you put a preserve down a, uh, in front of a bunch of mountains, those are all automatically breathtaking. Nice. That's a guaranteed, once you get a grove, plus two food, plus two faith, plus two culture, and then another plus two food because it's Inca and they get plus two food for mountains and then they get plus more production because of the mountains. Man, the nice. Incans are going to be like, they just bumped from maybe D to C, from C, D or C tier to like, boom, A, B or A at least. Even volcanic tiles, right? Because I think volcanic are generally uh, breathtaking. That's and bold they, move, Cotton. Bold well, move. think about it. This is the preserve. It's, it's not right beside the volcano. It's going to be near the volcano. Okay, gonna be near something. Okay, yeah, the those those tiles can be huge. Okay, those yeah. those beautiful lush that that get accumulate with this as well. Oh man, oh man, oh man. Yeah. So yeah, I was underwhelmed only by the the fact that I just don't know how culture bombs work. Um, th this is a awesome new ability for sure. Stagus, sure. what's your impression on this preserve? I I honestly I think it's a really powerful district. You know, it's going to depend, like you said, on your spawn bias, right? Like, I think spawn bias also matters too a lot. Like, for some civilizations, the spawn bias doesn't really like put you anywhere where it's a lot of uh, where appeal is as Kong, easy to come Kongo. by. Yeah. Like, it's going to depend. It just helps certain civilizations over others. But I think that's like no matter what you add to the game, it's always going to help certain civilizations over others. Uh, I think that just like toss that idea out, out the idea. Some people just don't like to build certain types of districts depending on the civ that they are, right? Like. If you're Germany, you build a lot more industrial complexes, 
right? Yeah. Than you normally would, right? Because their industrial complex is special, right? So now, granted, my experience with like using appeal and what's the main thing about appeal is that you use it also to build national parks, right? That's like yes. a big thing, right? And my experience with that, because the Civ show, we don't get into the national park stage of the game very often, is limited. I, I like interesting to play this out on my on um, solo uh, before coming up with it. But I think it's a very interesting, like the amount of like yields you can get are pretty pretty high yeah it's gonna, man. it's gonna get pretty like ridiculous like how especially when you get to the sanctuary you get two of everything on a breathtaking tile two of yeah. everything what and then plus the default and then if you're teddy you get more oh God. i i think the next like three player game that we do we should do like bull moose inca and like brazil and let, let's just see like how crazy we can get I'm the, with uh, it, man. Preserve it. bonuses. It'll be like, and that'll be like the win condition at the end is who has the most awesome. <laughs> He's got the best single appeal. tile. Single tile for <laughs> it's gonna one. Be bonus, yeah. but like, yeah, yeah, but like, you know, yeah. Well, no, I'm no, curious, I was thinking about like this with um with the Hermetic Order with the ley lines, right? Because I think a ley line can be breathtaking. So if a ley line yeah, is there on. Yeah. I think they can. So a ley line and then with all of this, like that would be a super yeah, ley, but ley line. lines. You're going to want to put districts around. Seemingly. So like th that's kind of where it defeats the purpose. Nah, a little yeah, bit. I know. Not always, though. If you have enough, like you only get one ley line, though. Right. So if you're lucky yeah. for the entire. Oh, empire. this plus vampire camps, says Chinko. That's or a vampire. Very good oh, point. oh, yeah. <laughs> vampire. Yeah. Because it'll, it, it'll let you be like you'll just do right beyond it. Right. Yeah. You can get at least two of these tiles for sure. Yeah, trapped in there. That oh, it'll man. be that'll be the challenge. Who can get the most ridiculous, uh, unimproved bonus uh, wins the game at the end of the night. Whichever, like one tile. That's all. One whoever's got the one best tile. So let's go through some of the uh, the the free game updates. Let's go through some of the balance in the gameplay. So I'm gonna start here. We can kind of go through the list. Uh, I'll just start with the general. Then someone can take Byzantium. Then someone can take Babylon pack. Sure. Uh, so general uh, recruit partisan spy operation can no longer be started if the neighborhood is pillaged. Okay, that's good. But here's the kicker, and here's what my, where my brain immediately went. In the case where there happen to be multiple neighborhoods, the operation is disallowed if any of them are pillaged. So, hear me out, hear me out. Okay, you're playing Congo. You got those cheap neighborhoods. You build two, you have an enemy purposely pillage one, suddenly you will never have barbs in your land, ever. Boom. Look at that. Barbs Genius. are partisans. Partisans, which is what you're basically going to say. Those you can, are two no, one, different no one can recruit things. partisans for you. But the point is, like, as the Congo, you want to build all of these houses. You want, you want yeah, all these yeah. neighborhoods, but you're susceptible to spies and recruit partisans, right? If you just have have a have an enemy hey pillage just pillage one of my district of my neighborhood districts when i have like four or something and suddenly you can't do that anymore it's an idea it might not be great but it's an idea and it might work it's something seems to experiment a little with a yeah, little schemey seems like uh you're giving up a lot by having a district you know perpetually pillaged just to stop yeah, like a pretty hard spy operation from succeeding it's succeed, hard right? It's hard, but later on, when it's spawning tanks, you know, when you successfully pull off right, the partisan yeah. thing, yeah. like it can make you know a big difference. And like, you know, with the right policy cards, your your spies are can do actually much easier than uh, than you'd think. 
or if you're France. <laughs> so, uh, Zo, you do the Byzantium Gaul pack here, and then we'll have Nostagmus do Babylon. Sure. Um, so they fixed the bug where any unit becomes able to melee attack walls at full strength after, after Byzantium builds at least one cavalry class unit. We're gonna blame this one of why PB one. This is this is why PB one. Yeah, for I knew sure. it. There's no way he could have beat me without a game genie glitch. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Nystagmus, you're you're forgiven. It wasn't PB that beat you. It was this bug. Stupid bug. Yeah, right here. Exploiting yeah, a having, bug pretty low. Having a strength of 120. That that didn't like. You know, yeah. No. Yeah. No. That's not it. Hey, no, that wait. affected his nuke production in the later game as well. So it's you know it's the butterfly effect, and it you know the, the this and flaps its wings, and then their nukes land on Moy um, in a different oh. game. That that now we know we can solve we every unsolved murder in New York City. Uh, we are now know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, uh, let's move on to the Babylon segments. So, Babylon uh, pack uh, hero relics will appear in the next available city if a hero's home city is full. I guess. Cool. Like, was there a problem with them just like disappearing? I guess. I think. I think they did. Uh, fix an issue where claiming any hero would unlock the steel driving man achievement. <laughs> I think that's funny, but okay. I got that achievement. And I was wondering why. I guess that's why. <laughs> this is fix a an issue causing hero antiquity sites to spawn in mountains. That would suck, man. That, like, <laughs> like, oh Oops. look, there's there's a antique, but I can't get or an artifact, but I can't get it because it's in a freaking mountain. <laughs> like, what the hell? Oh, that's funny. Here's one where I fix an issue where Hercules Rage can be used on a wonder. Was that yes. Peppermint Butler? Huh? Temple of Artemis Peppermint Butler? <sighs> uh, fix an issue where heroes would return to ancient era strength after loading a save. That would suck too. That would suck so much. <laughs> Thankfully, we don't play with heroes, so like we never experienced that. Fix an issue where the hero killed pop-up would not display after a hero was killed by an enemy. Well, okay, okay, whatever, yeah. Fix an issue where the player could get multiple free technologies from building the uh, uh, Maniavra after repeatedly becoming the suzerain of Melo. Have you seen this video of Potato McWhiskey and Spiffing Brit? Have you seen it? No. No? Okay, so they, okay, I'm going to have to inform you guys real quick, okay? Because clearly you guys are not cultured enough to watch our fellow creators over here. (laughs) So, (laughs) so... Spiffing Brit, if you don't know who he is, he's known to find exploits of games, okay? I don't know how he does it. This guy's a genius. Maybe he's got to be a programmer or something because he he just knows. So he found out that if you move the, 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 the diplomat that gives you a free envoy, right? If you establish her, you become Suze of the city-state that gives you the free technology when you build your first uh, unique building. You get the technology. If you move it out, and then back in, right? You know how it takes five turns normally to establish a governor? So if you move it out and then move it back in, the game takes it as you made a mistake and it immediately establishes back in the original city. And so he, he was unsues, sues, unsues, sues, and since it's the same turn, it, the game keeps thinking it's the first time he's building this tile. So it gave him a free technology every time. And this is his Babylon. This is key. It says Babylon. So when you get a Eureka every time, free technology, free technology, free technology. And so on turn like five, you can have the entire tech tree done and you have GDRs and you have just like whatever out. out. So that's, this is, this is the bug that they're referring to. Uh, they fixed that part of it. 
Okay, got it. So that is crazy. Like, That's awesome, though. I I watched the one that um, the the spiffing Brit did for the pirates, where he showed how broken the pirates right. were. Yeah, that was yeah. great. <laughs> I wonder if that's I got reworked actually. There's pirates here. I'm not gonna go over it, but I'll see if that one is there. No, actually, they didn't fix that. I don't. See, I don't see it in there. Um, what is important in here? Uh, the AI. Okay, that's always important. Um, fix an issue where the AI would make an invalid trades. I don't know what that is. Raise priority of aircraft for AI. Interesting. Interesting. I don't know if I've ever seen that. use of aircraft in combat for AI, okay? Uh, like yeah. In what way? So, <laughs> yeah, I guess AI never used air like like planes. And so it's saying like, "Hey, now we use planes." That's scary, man. Planes are scary. Do you remember when planes were bad? Like when the game first came out, Zo? Cuz we played It was right? really annoying. Planes were terrible. It was really annoying how terrible they were. Like Zam would always like rant about like how it's just not worth it. It's like, why would you ever build one? It's just awful. But maybe, maybe, maybe that's just that was us not understanding how to build planes. And they how were to pretty use bad. No, they were pretty bad. I remember like they they just they didn't do a lot of damage. Now a biplane can sink a frigate. Dude, the planes are unreal. So that's basically all the changes that we kind of that are important. Now they didn't. They didn't. I didn't see any. Um, I still found that whenever I played the computer with heroes, I, they didn't use them very much. Heroes, yeah. So I don't, okay. I don't know if they fixed that. That that the AI doesn't uses sound like more. it. Doesn't, no, doesn't, doesn't say like anything it. there. So that's fine. I I don't usually play heroes. So um, I don't know if you're aware of this, but as of right now, I don't know if they said uh, put out a tweet if they fixed it or not. But multiplayer is broken. You can't uh, you can't uh, open multiplayer. It crashes your game. Oh no. I know, right? That's ter- I guess we're done. This has been yeah. fun, guys. <laughs> okay, Timorius is saying Timorius is saying they fixed it. Uh, I also tested that Unified works. Like, you know how there's two options, like the Internet and Internet Unified PC Play? Unified PC Play works. So you, we, there's a workaround, thankfully. It's just, uh, but apparently Timorius is saying they fixed the multiplayer bug. Uh, so that's really good. Anything else you guys want to want to want to mention about this this patch these patch notes before we wrap up here? Well, we still have to do our our announcement for Sunday, but um, other no, just uh, I yeah, we didn't really talk about Kubla for Mongolia, but pretty much just better Mongolia. Like that one makes I think more sense because it's instantaneous. You get the trade route, so that's cool. Uh, but in general, the only thing I'll say about the sadness for this patch or for this uh, this uh, frontier pass. Is this the second last one? We're almost done. It's been oh, oh. it's been such a journey. There was an announcement also on the stream that in April, after the new frontier pass, two thirds of all of the civilizations are going to get balance changes. Oh, interesting. Two thirds of all the civilizations. That's basically everyone who is not in the frontier pass. So everyone's getting a bump. Everyone's getting up. Everyone's getting a, that, a, a that a, makes a, sense. A, the vanilla like Spain and Canada and stuff like that, they deserve a little extra something. No, that's excellent. So no, I so didn't even hear when that. New Frontiers passes over, there's still gonna be at least one more update. There you go. One more one before more we find out. Are they gonna go Civ 7 or are they gonna give us another expansion? Uh this was we'll fun. You know, the, and it's been fun. And I think it's probably the most valuable upgrade ever for Civ. And I've I'm a dinosaur. I've been playing since Civ 1. Uh, I think that that this has been pacing it out, 
all the feedback they get and the, the hype they create and the community engagement and the game just gets better and better. And I love game modes. I love that you can turn them on and off and all that. Um, this one here, corporations, I love them. I, I can't see us ever turning them off. Uh, they're going to be like our secret societies. Um, they're, they're just, they're fun. Yes, it is. It's going to accelerate the speed of games, like getting some of these bonuses, but it's also going to accelerate the acknowledgement that take it out, go raise it, go and, and, and pillage it. These are valuable spaces you need to consider, uh, but it adds an economic flair to the game. So I really hope the last game mode introduces a new victory condition. That'd be cool. That's gonna be uh, tough if, if though. Like it. a game mode that introduces, like an optional game mode that introduces a new but didn't victory they, condition. I doubt wasn't it. Dip, didn't diplomatic victory get added with? But that was with an Canada expansion. That was with like a whole I expansion. I guess. Book. Yeah, you're right. DLC, right? That's different. Yeah. This is like an optional thing. I really doubt it. Yeah, they maybe. Won't. No, but you're right. They wouldn't do it with no, a game they mode. They rather they do it with an update. The last update. Here's another victory condition. But they wouldn't do it with a game mode. I don't think so. No, that wouldn't or, make sense. Or, or or if they ended up doing one more expansion before uh, Civ Seven, they so, could do that. Yeah, they could uh, do that. Either way, this was a problem. This was very exciting. It was a, it was fun. I'm looking forward to playing Vietnam. I'm actually now most excited about the preserve. I want to see what yeah. crazy. On uh, things you can get because workers like I don't know if you guys have been noticing lately you need workers and like you got to put a lot of your economy into work into sorry yeah, to builders. I you have need, noticed that you got to put a lot uh, yeah. and it's it's get it's like daunting um, to have uh, to have a bunch of squares you don't have to worry about them and they're they're doing well and they and they can't be pillaged you don't have to worry about them being pillaged by barbarians or you know civ show hosts you know that's, that's well, at least really the guests can do it though that's all that matters right. As long as the guests do it, as long as the guests do it, or as long as Nystagmus attacks the guest and takes them over, like <laughs> clockwork. So, speaking anyways, of guests, who's the guest? Who's guests, the guest this Sunday? Okay, okay, I know you guys love hearing my voice. Um, so, guys, we got a special treat this Sunday, and it is super, super, super exciting. Uh, Van Bradley, the Van Bradley, e restored, will be on the show. Um, we're going to do a special game for Van Bradley where here's the, uh, so the game is going to be team game. So two V two. Okay. It's going to be a two V two game, Vietnam and Ma and Kublai Khan versus Vietnam and Kublai Khan. So oh. we're going to do, so on each team, there there will be a uh, a Vietnam player and a uh, and a Kublai Khan, um, and on each team there will be uh, just it'll be a China Kublai Khan on one team and a Mongolia Kublai Khan on the other. So what I'm going to do right now is I've got some of my fancy cards here. Okay, we're gonna draw the teams right now, and I guess we should just to plan ahead. We'll also determine who's who right now as well sound good okay okay i want to make a insist that whoever gets mongolia kublacan has to be the aggressor and whoever gets the china kublacan should be the defender and there should be war that's all I, like sure like so you 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 want to add a little yeah a little extra because it'll test both there. the offensive capabilities of kublacan mongolia and vietnam as well as test the defensive capabilities of vietnam 
So, okay, I think, it's, I, I think it should I, happen. I find that uh, agreeable. So okay. here we go. Um, do we have somebody in the chat, or should I just draw them out? That's just, just draw it out. We were, running, we're really out. running out of time. We're we gotta, already we gotta running out of time. Okay, so here we go. This is the first team. So we have first team is going to be this is Nystagmus. Okay. And <laughs> Zoe. Oh, All right. Me and Ben. All right. Nystagmus and Zoe. <laughs> The Stagmus and Zoe. Okay, so here's what I'm okay. going to do for, for the quick draw for Vietnam. So here we go. I'm shuffling again. So I'm going to announce Vietnam, Vietnam number one, Zoe. Zoe. So Zoe is going to be a Vietnam. Okay, excellent. I'm going to remove um, the Stagmus from this for right now. The other Vietnam will be... Van Bradley. Van Pradley? Van, Van, Van Pradley. <laughs> I, I, it was, I had low budget. I was missing. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Am oh, I going to no. steal the lower part of his beast? Stop. Um, okay. So, Nystagmus. Or sorry. Uh, this will be the uh, who's going to be China. Okay. What I'm drawing right now. Who's going to be right. China? And the answer, of course, is... Nystagmus. Ah, so, okay. I'm Mongolian. So there you Yo, go. That's okay. what's up. Okay. There you go. So it's going to be me and Nystagmus. He's going to be uh, Kublai Khan with China, and I'm going to be Vietnam. And Moy and Van Bradley, where Van Bradley will be Vietnam, and Moy, you're going to be Kublai Khan of Very the excited. Mongolians. Just, just know that we're, we're going to come for you. We're going to go to war, and you we're going to come shudder, for you. Just know you that. You come for okay? me. I'm telling you that now right you, now. Turn now one you denouncing said, you. You said that we're something about trying to have war, but you know China's Kublai Khan isn't war necessarily. But no, that's but fine. he has great walls. He has great walls. He's good at defending. That's true. And he's got country tigers. Very good defensive unit. Then I Vietnam, gonna, very good defensive sieve. We're going to be Mongolia, on the very good offensive sieve. Right? You're right. You're going to be so a this fighting. This will be good. This will be. It's going to be a good balance. So we'll have corporations on as well and secret societies, uh, and then uh, I don't know. Just right now, determine the map. We'll do Pangaea. Sure. Pangea yeah, sounds sure. great. Okay. All right, let's Pangea. wrap up. If you all haven't right, followed us it. on Twitter, you definitely should. You can get all your civilization updates and Civ Show updates on Twitter at the Civ Show. And you can check out our other content on YouTube. If you have missed any of the streams, all the VODs go up on YouTube. Each of us has our own little series that we run too. Ruzo does his raising reviews. Uh, Moy does his reaction videos. He kind of does uh, kind of just reaction videos for anything that's going on with the, the civilization game and i do the better know leader series so definitely uh give us a follow or subscribe on the youtube channel as well excellent moy prep those raid cannons and of course you can join us on our discord it is the more intimate connection with your civ show community uh we have an amazing community very friendly very welcoming they're just dying to meet you so please check us out on our discord uh other than that from Raising Zozo, Moisas, and Mystagmus, we are The Civ Show. We will see you uh, Monday with tea, <laughs> more afternoon tea Sunday. with Mystagmus. Sunday. Sunday we'll see you, but yeah. we have five days of Civ, Moy. We have five days of Civ Show now. I want our viewers to we'll know. start with Sunday, then go through Sunday, the week, Sunday, fine. I thought that's <laughs> the end of the week. Fine. Opening the week, Sunday, The Civ Show. Uh, Monday afternoon tea with Nystagmus. We got Tuesday. That's uh, 2 p.m. Uh, on Mondays, Eastern Standard Time. Uh, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time is Good Morning Amenities with Raising Zozo and Nystagmus. Or sorry, Moisas at night 
around what seven o'clock you do seven, 7 p.m baby. Time. 7 p.m uh have a beer join some civ and then of course we'll be back next week with the podcast thursday that's five days a week of civ show hey that's it we're done